Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Here we are. Uh, good time, or excuse me, I always say that. Um, for me, <laughs> it is a good time. For though. me, I guess I'm, uh, uh, even though, uh, you know, end time seems like it's going to be the most difficult time, it's really, to me, it's the most interesting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that Christ returns and sets up the millennium, which then sets up the opportunity to create a new heaven and a new earth into eternity. So uh, God keeps reminding us, particularly as we've been through the you know, the process with Michelle, uh, that, uh, eternity is a long time. <laughs> right. And the new uh, Jerusalem's a beautiful place. That's a beautiful place. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, this life is but a moment. And particularly when you look at the end times, because most, when you think of most people's view of it is, uh, they're kind of fearful of it, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it appears that it's going to be very, very difficult because, there's an antichrist and the enemy gets in power and specifically comes against believers right? Uh, and this persecution on a worldwide basis. And we in America have been pretty sheltered from that. We've, we've I know been, there are things, but comparatively we've yeah. been pretty sheltered. Yeah. Our persecution is people just don't like us. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and they're, they're trying to do laws that, you know, you can't, right, right. you can't have, you know, uh, you know, gatherings, you know, certain places, but, but, uh, you know, and we actually, you and I, uh, do uh, work with ADF Alliance for Defending Freedom and, um, they actually have, have done pretty well in, uh, setting boundary where, yeah, schools have tried to do certain things, but they've been able to say it, it doesn't really conform to law and you really, you really can't go that far with it, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, there's been some, some really healthy things happening, uh, recently, it doesn't mean it's not going to change, and we'll see that in the uh, uh, discussion here over the next couple of weeks of uh, what the enemy is going to do with uh, changing things uh, to be able mm. to make it so. And yeah, it's going to be, but it's it's scary. Uh, the thought, interesting enough, uh, particularly as I talk to people about this, um, they do say it's scary. Uh, it looks like it's going to be awful, uh, but and this is what they say. But uh, we're going to be raptured. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of a, well, it doesn't really matter because, hey, we'll be raptured anyway. And so we won't be here uh, mm-hmm. and we won't have to deal with it. Uh, which, interesting enough, is uh, the way that a lot of writing is done right now. Because there's a lot of discussion and, and you can, you know, it's, it's all over the place uh, even interesting, interesting enough secular places that, you know, are we in the, what they call the end time? Or are we in the end, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of writing about it and Christian people writing about it. Yeah. And they, well, and if you're ahead. of my age group, um, you know, you have end time theology based on all the Frank Peretti books. 
you know, <laughs> Freddie, uh, uh, Hal Lindsey, uh, LaHaye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Late you know, great planet earth. All, those all, were all popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, that they talk about the difficulty, the oppression, the persecution, uh, the, the hard things that are going to come. And then it's kind of funny to me that they go through a really pretty good description of it biblically. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of their, their article, basically it's like, well, don't worry about it. You'll be raptured. Right. Uh, which my, my comment, and this is just the way I think and operate is like, well then why bother telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, you know, if it's so what, well then why did you spend all that energy telling me what it's going to be? Cause it's not going to matter to me, you know? So right. uh, the Bible uh, says, pay attention. Uh, the rapture is not absolute in terms of exactly when there's scripture the timing. It's that, absolute that it will occur, but the timing is not absolute. It's, right it's going to occur. Uh, absolutely going to occur. You just don't know exactly when. And because of that, there's different viewpoints mm-hmm. of when, which is called pre-trib prior to the antichrist and the beast coming in power, uh, mid-trib when, when he says I'm God or post-trib when everything is the battle mm-hmm. of Armageddon comes and actually Christ return and he gathers us first, and then he, you know, has us uh, live with him. So and there's probably the majority of the Christian writing probably falls on pre-trib, which is why so many people kind of hang their hat on that. That is how it's going to be. That's where they've de- developed their theology from. Yeah, yeah. And interesting enough, um, in church history, uh, pre-trib was never taught until the late 1890s. Mm-hmm. So for 2,000 years, 1,900 years. The That's church, fascinating the, when you think the, about the it. The church right? never even considered pre-trib as an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always mid-trib or post-trib. Usually, most, by the way, mostly post-trib. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, in the 1890s is when a whole new thought came up and then people adopted it. Now, because the church says... People say that's it. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, what I keep saying to everybody is, uh, I understand your position. That's good. And I, by the way, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> that, uh, that would be the ideal for yeah, sure, right? You know, I'm I'm with you, and uh, and if that happens, hallelujah, fantastic. Uh, I said, but I would urge you to go study the Word, mm-hmm. and then process with God. And my and I did that uh, to a big, big, uh, very deep level. And my conclusion, as I was asking him. Okay, so then what's the answer? Because mm-hmm. uh, you can see it. Well, it could be that, it could be that, it could be that. Uh, well, what's the answer? <laughs> and the answer I got is, I'm not telling you. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, I purposely did it this way so that nobody can say they know that they know that they know they don't. So, right. so you need Well, that. and even Jesus says he doesn't know when it's going to be, right? Well, he, I mean, that is said he, in the Bible. Well, the question there was... Uh, when is the end coming? Mm-hmm. And what they were thinking of, because interesting enough, uh, Jesus says uh, that it's soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here they are with him. Uh, if I say to you, "Hey, hey, Kathy, uh, you know you're you're going to be able to uh, you know enjoy a Living Waters retreat soon," in your mind, well, you're for sure thinking. Over the next year I'm or two, in the next few months at least, few months or, or for me, <laughs> yeah. you know, that hey, I will experience that. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking, well, he said soon. So 
Okay, great. Uh, exactly. And then they say this. Well, exactly when? You know, they're mm-hmm. thinking, is it a year now? Is it 10 years? You know, whatever. He says, right, right. he says, I don't actually know the answer to that question because only my father knows. And he hacks, mm-hmm. interesting enough, and think about his statement, which is cool. <laughs> he implied he asked him. Because mm. he didn't say, well, I don't know. Let me check. Right. He didn't say that. He said, in, in essence, I've asked him. And he said, I'm not telling even you. Mm, uh, yeah. That only I know uh, when it's going to happen. And so then, um, and this is this is actually more significant to me now than uh, even before. And that is with Michelle's passing, uh, the soon really starts to, you know, kind of un- be understandable mm-hmm. that it's in light of eternity mm, and that, good. and that, um, you know, cause as, as I processed with, with, uh, Linda and I've been processing about, you know, her passing and where, what's going to happen is that, you know, he, he said to us, first of all, she's, she's in a grand place and enjoying grand life. And, and by the way, life continues. So the fullness of her life continues. It's not done just because she goes to mm-hmm. heaven. And then two is that it's, but for a moment, Mm. you'll see her in a moment. Um, mm. And of course, that comment to me would be, well, then then great. I, I, you're telling me I'm going home tomorrow, right? <laughs> uh, no, um, it's he said, because it's in light of eternity and my moment, my soon, is always in that much larger understanding. And all he said was that eternity is a really long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so when he said soon... We already know when he said it, it's now 2,000 years later. Right. Well, it's still soon. Uh, so that's an interesting thought, you know, of, well, when? And uh, uh, so that uh, someday it's going to happen. Uh, maybe we're in it. He said, watch the signs, pay attention. Uh, and for the rapture particularly is I purposely, uh, I believe, uh, yes, Christ knew the answer on that particular point. Uh, when? Not Not exactly the the uh, time in history it's all going to happen, but is it going to be pre, mid, trib, or post trib? Mm-hmm. But he purposely says, I did it so that you you looked at all of it and you processed all of it and don't make any assumptions about it um, other than discuss it as possible, but not absolute. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, we can do that. Uh, and that's why I tell people, be careful that you haven't uh, relegated that to absolute because the truth is, Scripture doesn't state that. Right. You, you can't. You can't make a case absolutely for it because and it, it does state to watch and to be prepared. Right. And there are specific things that it talks about being prepared for. So we need to pay attention to those things. Yep. Yep. And then when it when when uh, the end comes, which we we're starting to see some of it happen, uh, certainly the dynamics of it is that, uh, yeah, it's not going to be great, but because of it's only for a moment and because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's setting up the beautiful end, God says, actually, I want you to see it as good. I want you to see it as exciting. If we're living during that time, it's going to be the most exciting time in history that we mm-hmm. get to be alive, you know? So, so he said, look at it differently and be prepared because I'm going to, I have to give you truth and I have to have you understand it. And of course, the biggest question is going to be, well, it says that the Antichrist is going to kill some of us. Mm-hmm. And that's a true statement. It's, it's said so in scripture. Um, 
And as I pursued that, which is a scary proposition, uh, mm-hmm. he says, he says, well, um, there's something that I can do and will do so that you actually won't go through that immediate fear and or pain of that because there's something that I'm going to do about that. And, um, because I love you so much and I can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's part, it is part of the whole picture. Uh, but trust me, uh, it'll, it'll be good. And and mostly I'm going to protect you, uh, and give you, you know, wisdom and insight how to do it. So that's, that's why we're, we talk about it every Friday is, what does God say about it? What's the truth about it? What can we know? What what do we have yet to know? And then um, how do we interpret the times that we're in? Um, even if it's not the full end, mm-hmm. we know it's a difficult time. Right, uh, right. And things are changing and we can observe those changes. And, you know, what does that mean to us? So as we look at that, uh, you know, last time we talked about um, Isaiah uh, 55, uh, excuse me, verse five, chapter five, uh, good will become evil and evil becomes good. Um, and remember it means that literally what a true believer would see as good, which mm-hmm. is, which is from God. And we, we, and we know that we know that we know it's good. The world. And then by the way, other Christians follow that and consider that now not to be good and that what is opposite of that evil or bad is considered good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I'll take you for an example of, um, uh, let's take marriage, for example. Um, we know, uh, that, um, God says, uh, the, t- uh, t- a man and a woman shall come together, become one, have a grand life together as a man and a woman, and and basically be fruitful and multiply, have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then their children will be part of the family, and then they'll be growing up in a, in a, a male and a female uh, marriage. Uh, and we know that to be good because it's very clear in Scripture. That's what it says. Right. Um, and we've experienced it. Uh, I've experienced it. You've experienced it. Uh, what, a, what a fantastic thing it is to be married and have joy and unity together in the family that goes with right. it. Well, the world has basically say, well, that definition of good is no longer the definition. Right. It's just two well, people. And, and basically because they've taken the plum out. If they, you know, if you remove God's word as the plum for good and evil and for what is his best and what is not, then of course you would flip it. Right. You know, there's, there's nothing, you have no standard by which to actually judge it. That's right. You know? That's right. And then the world says, well, it can be between any two people. And ultimately, by the way, <laughs> uh, and we might even see this in our lifetime, it can be between a, a person and an animal. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting because uh, the legal precedent has actually been set, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be funny. Uh, but it's changed and now just between any two people, of the, even of the same sex, can get married. And then if you said... Um, and by the way, this is happening even in, in church denominations, it's splitting church denominations, mm-hmm. uh, and people saying, wait a minute, the Bible says it's a man and a woman. We need to stand on that. And they're being accused as being evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to go the other direction cause that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it flips from what the pure, beautiful thing of what scripture says to, that's not good, and this other thing is good, 
and you need to believe that. And if you believe the Bible, you're not good. If you, mm-hmm. if you believe what we say, we're, you're good. And, and you see how it goes, you know, is that right. it's a flipping of truth and we're seeing it all over the place. We just did a retreat uh, with uh, seven CEOs and their uh, spouses. And uh, one of the discussion points as we were talking, because we, in our, in, our, in our marriage retreat, we talk about uh, God's original intention, what happened with the fall and the, and the control of the enemy over the world. Uh, which describes kill, steal, and destroy, and things are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I said, if we're in the end, you know, which we're going to look at a verse here that we talked about, is it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse. Um, and they could say, well, we can verify it's getting worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. That um, we have children in school, and the stuff that they're exposed to. Right, at both, such a young age. Both yeah. as, as just teacher t- teaching them in public school, and then their friends... Uh, are really they 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 would consider what we would consider to be good to not be good, and our kids are mm-hmm. faced with that issue. Uh, well, why do you believe that? It's not good. You need to believe what we believe, and they're struggling. The little kids are struggling with, you know, what do I believe? Because they they obviously kids want to just be friends, uh, right? And and enjoy friends. Uh, so uh, we'll get into it. So if you go to Second uh, uh, Timothy, mm-hmm. uh, we we've talked about the culture. Uh, changing as we get to the end. Paul actually writes about this. Um, so let's go to Second uh, Timothy 3, uh, 1 through 9. Um, sure. Uh, and by the way, there's uh, we'll talk a little bit about this, but if you keep going, this is where the scripture says, hey, by the way, all scripture is inspired by God. Mm. And it's all valid and true and, and to be followed because he's kind of sets it up here with the problem that we have is because people aren't following the word. Right. And then he goes on, Hey, by the way, remember the word is completely true. It's God breathed. Right. It's inspired. Trust it uh, and understand what and to do with it. And that's where so many people don't recognize the truth of scripture. That's right. Or have decided they can more effectively write their own truth. Right, right. Okay. So first Timothy three, one through nine. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now as John, um, Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. Yep. Okay, so... Um... He goes in and he says, now, in the last days, um, and this is uh, as you're approaching the end times. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says, uh, perilous times will come. Uh, and perilous is, the word for perilous there is uh, dangerous, uh, uncertain, and uh, very uh, complex 
situations will occur that will cause, in essence, difficult danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, the ability to not follow God because of these perilous times. So he uh, now, by the way, Paul spoke lots and lots of places per se because we live in the world. It's perilous already, right? Uh, so he's not implying that yeah, it's it's going to be great. Until the end, he said, "No, the world's the world's is what it is. It's under the control of the enemy, and it's difficult, and uh, it's hard. Tribulation's going to come, and trouble's going to come." As Jesus had spoken, uh, what he's implying here is that you'll start to observe a shift mm-hmm. in things in your own community because, uh, and we'll get down to this. But he says, "I'm talking in verse five of people." that have a form of godliness, mm-hmm. but not. So he says, I'm not even talking about unbelievers per se. I want people who appear to be believers potentially. That's right. right. That's right. So that um, if you think of, as we even understand it, um, uh, and I know unbelievers, um, I can mm-hmm. observe unbelievers. Do I even expect them to in any way have a form of godliness? No. No. Um, so it doesn't surprise me when they don't. And actually, right. as you as you look up his list, they're a lover of self. <laughs> no kidding. Mm-hmm. Lover of money. Yep. No kidding. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, brutal, despisers mm-hmm. of good, headstrong, howdy, lovers of pleasure. Well, that's the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've observed that for, you know, 2000 years since Christ right. is, well, that's the way the world operates. Um, and we can observe it. We can verify it. Uh, by the way, we, we tend to, interesting enough, get a little bit upset about it mm-hmm. uh, because, hey, that person is, is doing this. It's hurting me. And God, could you handle that? Right. <laughs> you know, and God keeps saying, uh. What do you mean handle it? That's the way of the world. Uh, the only way I can handle it is is if we invite them to join me and then I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't change them prior to becoming a believer. They have to become a believer for me to change them. Right. Uh, so don't be surprised at that. You know, why does that surprise you? Uh, so it doesn't. But here he's saying all those characteristics and, and think about what we just said. You observe a unbeliever and you can see, yep, yep, yep. That makes sense. He mm-hmm. says, actually, when the end comes, the people of the church are going to look this way. Mm. And it's going to get more and more and more. Uh, right. That uh, self-centeredness and uh, pursuit of, of money and pleasure. And uh, they're not loving. They're not forgiving. They're not uh, wanting to walk with you, with me. They want to go off on their own. And it's my way or the highway. And this can go all the way. Uh, actually, we had a woman uh, at the retreat, um, and she was heavily burdened. You could tell. Uh, God, by the way, said, "I'm going to free you up. If you have mm-hmm. a heart to go, let, let me let me take you and free you up." Uh, one of her burdens was, she says, uh, "My past has been associated with a church where the pastor and his leaders uh, became heavy-handed." and controlling and manipulative. And we had to do everything they said 
and there was no love involved at all. It was all law, mm. and my and and I fell into it, and I sensed something wasn't right, but it really hurt me and burdened me, and I struggled, and we didn't know what to do with it. Finally, you know, we 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 left that church, but uh, this can happen at church leadership level, all the way down to just friends in the church or people in the church. Right that operate this way. And, and uh, uh, I've taught with Henry Blackaby and he's observed this for many, many years and said as the end comes, it's gonna get worse, that um, he says they're acting, they're believers, they are believers, mm-hmm. but they're acting as practical atheists. Mm. Uh, is that the life of God isn't, isn't operating because they're, they're in the flesh. Um, and so he says, it's gonna change. Um, and they have a form of godliness but they deny its power. Okay, there's mm-hmm. there's kind of your your clue is um, people will say I am religious, I'm holy, I'm I'm doing all these things. He said, "Well, observe not what they say. Mm-hmm. Observe are they experiencing the power of God?" Mm, and the power and the power of God, as you and I know, is what fruit. Mm-hmm. And you can look at the fruit. Jesus said, by the way, look look at the fruit. Um, and the fruit is either my character is transforming. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming more loving, joyful, peaceful, uh, kind, gentle. Uh, those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Or, and or, I'm seeing uh, things change supernaturally. And I'm bearing witness to the supernatural power of God because it's not me, it's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the godliness that will produce its uh, fruit of uh, change internally and then change circumstantially. And so when people talk about um, I'm religious or I'm a Christian or I'm holy or I go to church or I do this, it's like, okay, that's, that's okay. But sh- tell me about your life. Right. Tell me what's going on in your life. And are you having more joy? Are you and your wife and your husband mm-hmm. really enjoying life? Um, are you seeing God, are you God at work? Experiencing what you're are you experiencing about, it? talking about? Because he said that will be the the key. Because he said from such people, turn mm-hmm. turn away, and that means invite them. Well, do you want to become truly godly by by following God, which is what we do, and that's why our podcast is called Come and See. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well, we invite you. Uh, wouldn't you want to see the the life of God? Come and see, come and experience it, and come learn it, um, and get connected. If you do, you're going to have the power of God. Um, right. Uh, and then he says in verse seven, the other aspect of it is they're always learning. Mm-hmm. So they're studying. So these are people that you would look at. Okay, I'm in Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to I go to the church Bible studies, or I'm involved in a, a parachurch Bible study. But I'm never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this is mm-hmm. why the Greek is so critical. Um, uh, and we even talked about it this weekend in this retreat is, um, are you learning, you know, truth? And they, mm-hmm. and they said yes. Um, and then as we explored that, they recognize, well, not really according to the biblical definition, mm. is that. Um, I can see and, and have intellectual understanding of truth, but knowledge, not, the word knowledge is experiencing, participating in, and have it become real in your life. Mm-hmm. Is that truth becoming real? Which, by the way, is what drove them to even want to come 
and then what drove them during the retreat of, well, if this is true, which I now start to understand the difference between, yeah, I know about God, but I and don't. I'm fully experiencing. But him. I don't experience God. I'd like to learn how to do that. How do we do that? Because uh, mm-hmm. I really want to experience God. I recognize that I'm always learning, but mm-hmm. I've actually never. But it's not really changing much. It's not really coming to the to the truth. So that uh, culturally, we know what's going to happen. We see what's going to happen. Good. We we talked about last time. Good's going to become good. Bad. Bad's going to become good. That's culturally worldwide. Mm-hmm. Now inside the church. He says, by the way, you'll notice something. People drift away from the word and they redefine things about how they think they should live. And ultimately, it looks like, it looks just like the world. Uh, and they've justified it. And yet they would mm-hmm. say they're religious and holy. You know, So that uh, one of the things that we need to understand is as we look in the end, has the life of the church started to drift off into nothingness? My observation is kind of, yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. it's not universal and it's not uh, everybody, but pretty much the effectiveness of the church is getting less and less and less because I think they're drifting into these places where they're always learning, but never uh, coming to knowledge. Mm -hmm. They are saying they're godly, but they're never experiencing the power of God. Um, And that's why you and I are so uh, committed to help people understand it because that's going to be the difference between looking religious and looking uh, as a fine Christian uh, follower and really being a follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be the life of God, which, by the way, God says you're going to need it to be able to sustain through the end times because I've you got to follow me and you can't come up with your own ideas because it's not going to work. Right. I even love, as you're saying that, I'm reminded of the verse that talks about, you know, Jesus going to the cross and, you know, saying who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Yes. And, you know, not that the whole cross was a joy, but knowing what was coming, he endured. But that word for endured there is hupamino, yep. which hupo is to come under the authority of mino, as we know, is to abide. Yep. And so when you look at what does it take to truly endure and you look at enduring tribulation, enduring end times, all of this, it is coming under the authority of what God is speaking as you abide. Right. That's right. And holding his promises and letting that be what carries you step by step by step by step. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Well, we'll uh, continue this discussion uh, next uh, Friday of uh, more about this issue of, of culture and, uh, and what we can observe as things start to shift uh, into the place of, uh, you know, be careful. And we'll talk a little bit about even if we're not in the end, but this is happening, which we're observing, you know, what does God want us to look at about this and how do we, mm-hmm. he want us to, you know, continue to grow so that we stay true. And, and so when you think about it, uh, everybody is this, is the two things that he said in these verses is have a form of godliness, but never experience God's power. Mm-hmm. Right. So the question is, is that describe you? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking question, you yeah. thinking that you're in a godly place, but you're really not experiencing fruit? Well, then reconsider. Right. Or yes, you're you're an active Bible study student and you're learning about, but you never experience what you learn. Mm. Ah, another thing. Well, then come and see and, and say, I'd like to learn that more and deeper. And that's why we have our material. And that's why we're trying to share to have people go to that place is would just get connected, learn to abide 
and you'll start to have that's what's real, going to be critical. You're going to have yeah. real power and you're going to have real knowledge. So, Father, we thank you for the privilege of this. We thank you for what you've shown us. Uh, may we be able to say we have a heart uh, to truly experience your power and we have a heart to truly experience you. Uh, may that be something that we learn and we grow into and we don't uh, move, drift away from that, but rather we, we go right toward you and, and experience you. Thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have questions, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com and we look forward to answering them. Yep. Have we'll a great see. afternoon. Right. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.